Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you are about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with an author. They'll tell you their secret recipe for creating their book. They might even share where they get their ideas, and you might even get an inside scoop on their new project. And if you want to know more about them, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. Are you ready? Okay, let's meet today's author. Joining me is award-winning children's book author, Dr. Yossi Lapid. He's here to tell us about his latest children's book, Yara, Yara's Tawari Tree. It's a two, 2019 Literary Titans Gold Award winner and a 2019 Reader's Favorite Silver Award winner. Yossi holds a Ph.D. from Columbia University. He was a university professor, and he started writing children's books when he retired. In 2016, he launched an award-winning children's book series called Snowman Paul. In 2019, he launched a new book series titled Yara's Rainforest, which teaches children that all living things on our beautiful planet depend on one another. Yossi, welcome to Books on Air. Thank you, Suzanne, and thank you for this wonderful introduction. It's a pleasure to be on your program. Oh, it's my pleasure. I mean, you're so interesting. I sat down and I started to read your biography, and I started to look at your books, and I thought, I have questions for this man. I have talked to many, many, many authors, and it seems to me that authors are made and not born. Now, you taught at the university level, and you taught international relations at the university level. I'm looking at this Ph.D. teaching international relations who, when he retired, decided to write children's books. What led you down the path to write children's books, Josie? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a very good question, Susan. Uh, actually, I started writing children's book way before that. When I finished my Ph.D. and I started teaching at the university level, and that was in the 1970s, I uh, actually was writing four of the books in the Snowman Paul series. And I enjoyed writing those books so much that I started to neglect my work as an academic professor. <laughs> and you know about the publish or perish syndrome <laughs> at the university. And I realized that if I continue to write the children's books, I will not have enough articles to, to basically to, to survive in the academic world. So I told Susan that I'm going to put these books in the drawer, and on the day when I retire, I am going to take them out, and I'm going to continue to write them. And this is exactly what I did. But the idea of writing children's book came way, way before I became a professor. And I, I, I am very, very fortunate and grateful that I was able to return to this passion after my retirement. Well, you have to tell me where the original idea for Snowman Paul came from and, and how you started writing to begin with. Okay. 
Well, uh, you know, uh, I was born uh, in Transylvania, which is in Romania, uh, bordering with Hungary in the Carpathian Mountains. And uh, it's a magical place. I know that uh, it's known primarily uh, because of Dracula and so forth, <laughs> but it is, it, it, it's enchanting and it's especially magical during winters. And I remember that as a child, you know, I was walking in the immaculate fresh snow and I was imagining, you know, that a snowman came and it came alive. And since in those days I was a little bit lonely as a, as a child, uh, I, I imagined that that snowman will have magical powers and will be my best friend. And who needs friends? Uh, real friends as children when he has the best friend, this magical snowman. So it's there where the idea of a snowman that comes alive came to me. And I uh, uh, continued to, to, to think about writing children's books and adventures with this snowman. And one of the first thing, uh, books that I wrote was Snowman Paul at the Winter Olympics in which Snowman Paul, the snowman that we're talking about, goes to the Winter Olympic and wins lots of medals, but it turns out that he cheats. <laughs> and, and so, 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 so uh, the, the challenge in the story was, you know, to think about what would happen if a snowman goes to the Winter Olympic and wins because he's a snowman. Will he give back the medals? Will he uh, understand that it's, it's one has to compete fairly? But in any event, the idea of the snowman was born in my childhood in the Carpathian Mountains in Transylvania. I love it. And you wrote 12 books in that original Snowman Paul series. Yes, I did. And uh, it was not a kind of a, of a planned process. Uh, you know, the snowman, once I wrote the first snowman, my snowman Paul, came alive in, in reality for me as an author. And, and the snowman basically demanded to write stories. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so wow. you know, uh, the character came alive uh, for me more and more with each story. And I could recognize what the snowman would do in every situation. And I was trying to create a sto stories about the snowman that are fun and entertaining, but also have an implicit wisdom uh, or, or insight about life. So every one of those stories that I wrote in the Snowman Paul series has a, a very subtle but, but very clear uh, educational message, which uh, I try to, 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 to impart, uh, uh, but, but keeping in mind that the purpose of the stories is primarily to entertain and to be fun experiences for parents and children. What age group are you aiming your books at, Yossi? Uh, I, I would say that uh, I, I'm, I can, it, they can start seeing the images are, and the pictures are wonderful, even at the age two or three. But I, I am uh, targeting the age between four and eight years old. Uh, and I think that, uh, as I said, the stories can be read at different levels uh, and can be enjoyed in different ways, as read-alouds, uh, where, where someone reads the story to a child, uh, or as, a, as stories that the child herself can read uh, at a certain point. But 
four to eight, I think, would be the appropriate age. Now, it occurs to me that every book has two stories. You've given me the backstory behind Snowman Paul. There's the story that the reader reads from the book. But then there's that second story. You've just told me about Snowman Paul. What's the story behind Yara? Where did she come from? Yes, well, you know, this again is, is a very, very good question because, you know, although I, I love nature and I was always uh, 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 very conscious about uh, living in harmony with nature and supporting nature, but I was not an environmental activist and I was not someone that thought about writing a, a, a story about the rainforest. But it so happens that my daughter, Ilana Lapid, she's a filmmaker, and she made a short movie, an award-winning short movie, that happens in the rainforest in Belize. And we went to, to be at when the prize that she won, when the award that she won was presented to Belize. And on that opportunity, we also toured the, the rainforest. And it was a transformative experience for me because I, I was just in awe to see the beauty of the environment and the richness of, of the animals and, 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 and the fauna and, and the flora and everything. And, and I came back from there uh, with, with a desire, a burning desire, to, to write a story about this place because it seemed to be so magical. And I already had in mind the, the image of this young girl, seven, eight-year-old, that, that loves her rainforest and wants to protect it and save it. And then what happened, actually, is that my daughter uh, became very ill with a very rare form of cancer and her life was in danger. And, and thanks God, she, she is fine now, she's healthy, she's cancer-free. But then the idea came to me that, you know, the rainforest has all of these medicinal uh, trees and plants that, you know, I should write a story about this little girl that saves a tree and later on the tree saves her life. And so you can see that that is something that I experience personally and, in fact, all the stories that I write have a second story <laughs> that link me to that story. I, I try to write only about things that I experience myself because I believe that, that, that the emotions have to be authentic and you have to, to experience what you write about. You know, there's another part to your book. We'll, we'll share a part of the book with our listeners, but before we do... I want us to talk about the illustrations because one of the things that you and I talked about before we started recording was that hand-in-glove illustration and story and how they have to match so perfectly. And you had so many wonderful things to say about your illustrator. Tell me the story about the illustrations and how you met your illustrator. Okay. Well, thanks for asking that because I saw... I owe so much to Joanna Pasek, my, my wonderful, talented, award-winning uh, Polish uh, illustrator, 
which I don't know how the universe sent her to me, but I, I, I owe her so much. You know, when I started writing these stories, and I knew they are going to be picture books, and I knew that they are going to tell stories by combining words and pictures, and I, from the very beginning I was aware that the pictures are going to be a critically important part of this process, I, I asked myself, how am I going to find an illustrator? Well, you know, I was fortunate that, that the, the, the Internet has all kinds of websites when you can find uh, people who have skills who are basically there to be hired to, 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 uh, with their skills. So I went on one of these websites, and I looked at 200 illustrators. Wow. And from, from all the illustrators that I looked at, there was one single person who said, Oh, it would be so much fun to, you know, to illustrate this snowman. Oh, I say, that's it. I have to work with her because <laughs> I want an illustrator that will have as much fun illustrating my books as I have writing those books. So I contacted her and, you know, we've been working together for, for three or four years now. And, and I never looked for any other person because I think she fully understands the, 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 the images that I create in my mind, but I cannot draw. I cannot draw a straight line. She brings <laughs> them alive. She, she breathes life into those stories, and, and uh, she makes them so much better. In fact, I always understand my stories much better after I see her pictures and her <laughs> images. So, so it is a, 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 a big debt that I owe her, and I hope that we'll be writing, uh, we'll be writing and illustrating books together for, for many years to come. And she has been the illustrator for all th the three of my, of my series. So uh, I, I want to thank her publicly for her contribution uh, to the success of this series. You know, you said something to me before we started recording that I thought was so appropriate. You talked about her illustrations, and you said it's really important that the illustrations have more to say than is just written on the page. And I thought that that was absolutely wonderful because I agree with you. I think that what good illustrations do, especially for a children's book, is that they allow the child to look at the illustration and they can use their imagination and all of a sudden they're right there in the rainforest with Yara. Let's share, yeah. <laughs> let's share just a little bit of Yara with our listeners. Okay, sure, I'll be glad to do it. Okay, so this is the beginning of the story Yara's Tawari Tree, and it goes like that. In a faraway jungle, by a big waterfall, smoke rose in the air. Things were not good at all. They are clearing the forest. They are now very near. This is surely my end, sighed the seedling with fear. On the bank of the river, in a house made of wood, close to the place where the scared seedling stood, a hard-working mother and her kind-hearted child lived freely together, eating f food from the wild. 
I this love was it. just the beginning, yes. I love it. Tell me why you chose to write in rhyme. Okay. Well, I don't think that there was a choice involved as Frank, Frank this was, and There was no choice. The stories came to me in rhymes. In fact, very often a new story begins with a with a with a new rhyme, you know, like like in the snowman uh, uh, in, in the snowman pole uh, series when I wrote about snowman pole at the Winter Olympic, uh, it was a rhyme that it started the the whole story, but it, it went like that. I knew my pole was very clever, perhaps the smartest snowman ever. Still, I was shocked when I was told he planned to win Olympic gold. It starts with a rhyme. And then, you know, after I have that rhyme in mind, it stays with me when I go to sleep, when I take a shower, (laughs) when I take a walk. And then that rhyme, you know, brings more rhymes. And the stories are written in rhymes. My books want to be written in rhymes. I don't have a choice. Yossi, you have just described a very creative brain. Your mind just, I mean, I'm just astounded. This is so much fun to talk to you because the books are luscious. The illustrations are beautiful. And I really enjoyed and was surprised by the rhyme. When I when I went to Amazon, let's tell the I know the listeners are going, where can I get these wonderful books? So let's tell them how to find them. They can find you on Amazon. And if we've got a listener that perhaps has never dealt with Amazon, it can be a little intimidating at first, but it's really easy. Just put www.amazon.com into the browser in the top of your computer and just click on it and it'll take you right to their big website. And there's a big search feature. When you get to the Amazon homepage, there's a big sort of a rectangular square or rectangle that's blank. That's the search feature. In that, type Yara, Y-A-R-A, apostrophe S, Yara's Tawari, T-A-W-A-R-I, tree, by Yusuf Y-U-S-E-F Lapid L-A-P-I-D Click on it and the book comes up. And in the upper left-hand corner there is a little prompt that says look inside. If you click on those words look inside, the book opens, and I'm using air quotes. The book opens and it shows you. You can see the illustrations. You can read the first few pages of the book. And then, I love this part. If they look, if they scroll down just a little bit, there's a description of the book. And then on the left hand side, they'll see a picture of you. And it says underneath it, follow this author. If they, if you click, on follow this author, a magical world will open for you. You get to go to the next page. And on Yossi's author page is a whole series of videos with the the Snowman books and the Yara books. I mean, there's all kinds of of videos there that the 
listeners could watch so that they would get an idea about all of the books. Where else, Yossi, can they find your books? Well, thank you for walking uh, our readers, uh, you know, through Amazon, which is indeed a huge and, and sometimes confusing uh, uh, entity. Uh, but if people want to know more about uh, uh, my books, our books, together with Joanna, uh, they can go to lapidchildrensbooksoneword.com, which will take them to my website. And when they go to the website, they will find there all kinds of things, including free gifts. Uh, there will be a section where it will say, Meet Yossi Lapid, and that will be my biography. Uh, there will be all my books. There will be videos. There will be a blog. There will be media and social visits. Uh, it's a good place for you to learn more about my work and my books and my life. And uh, uh, we would be delighted to, to, to have you on our list and to get feedback from you and to hear your experience with our books. Uh, uh, these books are intended to be enjoyed. And the more I see them, eyes of children and of parents, the happier we are. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that, you know, right now, this has been such a hard year for people and especially children i think i'm a former teacher myself and i've i've been imagining what it must have been like for teachers and the children that they teach and especially for young kids and parents have had their children at home with them much more than they've been in the past and i know that there are a lot of parents who homeschool their children in the first place taking a book like yours it just opens the world to a child. I mean, as a teacher, I can see you you talked about the Winter Olympics. Well, you read the the Snowman Paul book about the Winter Olympics, and then you start doing research into the Winter Olympics. Where are they going to be this year? Is the United States going to have a team? What are they going to do? And you start finding out about where did they originate? How did that happen? It just opens a world for a child. The Yara books are the same way. You read the Yara, the first book, the Tawari Tree, and you get Google Earth, and you figure out where that jungle was that you were talking about, where that beautiful rainforest was that you went to that influenced and inspired you so much. I mean, I, I, you can hear me. My brain is just going 9,000 miles an hour. And I, th- I think that's what happens when you come across children's books that are well-written, that have a message, and that kids need an escape. And I think if you can combine all of those into a series of books, that you just have gold for you and your child. So this has just been wonderful. I have enjoyed talking to you more than I can say. And I always, Thank you so much, Susanna. Susanna. I always like to give the author a last chance to talk to the listeners. When the listeners pick up a copy of one of your books, and we're talking about Yara's Tawari Tree in particular today, but if they pick up any of the books, and either a parent or a grandparent or an older sibling or a child themselves sit down with the book and they read it, when they close that book, 
either electronically or physically for the last time. Yossi, what do you want them to take away from your writing? Well, uh, you know, uh, I would like them to pay attention to the fact that the seedlings, the threatened trees, the tawari trees, the medicinal tree that's in trouble, the medicinal tree is asking help from a child, from a young girl. This is deliberate. This is intended to to basically provide the message that it is a young generation that will have to live with the consequences of what we are doing to our environment. And the book is intended to be a conversation starter about the environment, about the interaction between humans and, 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 and nature and, and the need to, to, to have a sustainable uh, lifestyle to, to maintain the beauty and the serenity of this, of this planet. So basically the message here is that, you know, we have to start educating our children about the environment and about the way in which our survival depends on the survival of the ecosystem in which we live. We have to start that process very early. And this is intended as a conversation starter for very young children to be able to start to wrap their mind around this idea that we depend upon nature and nature depends upon us. I'm sitting here the whole time you're talking, shaking my head. I know you couldn't hear it, but that's exactly what was happening. This has been absolutely a delight. I love what you're doing. You're, I love talking with you. This has been such a pleasure. Yossi, thank you so very much for being my guest today on Books on Air. Suzanne, the delight has been mutual. Thank you so much for inviting me and being such a wonderful host. Thank you very much. Now remember, you can find Yossi Lapid's Yara's Tawari Tree on Amazon.com. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I do so hope you'll join our next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. I'd like to thank you so very much for listening.